Section 11 of Lives of the Ancient Philosophers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Ancient Philosophers by Francois Fanelon. Section 11 Epimenides epimenides came to athens in the forty-sixth olympiad it has been pretended that he slept in a cave fifty-seven years and that he lived one hundred and fifty-four or as some say one hundred and fifty-seven or according to others two hundred and ninety-eight years epimenides of gnosis flourished in the island of crete at the time that solon was in the zenith of his reputation at athens he was a man of exemplary piety and was supposed to be the son of the nymph built it was generally believed in greece that he was inspired by some celestial deity and that he was often favored with divine revelations he applied himself solely to poetry and to things connected with divine worship he was the first who introduced the consecration of temples and the purification of countries cities and even private houses he did not hold his countrymen in much estimation st paul in his epistle to titus quotes one of his verses wherein he expresses his opinion of them one of themselves even a prophet of their own said the cretans are always liars evil beasts slow bellies c i v twelve the father of epimenides sent him one day into the country in search of a ewe as he returned he diverged a short distance from the highway towards the south and went into a cave to take a little rest until the heat should be abated he there fell into a sleep which lasted fifty-seven years when he awoke he looked about for his ewe having no idea that he had been asleep for any long time his search however was in vain he then came out of the cave and was surprised to see the face of the country entirely changed all astonishment he went to the place where he had caught the ewe but he found that the house had got another master and that no one knew anything about either him or his errand he ran in a state of great alarm to gnosis but at every step he took in the city he met some face he had never seen before and his consternation every moment increased as he was going into his father's house he was stopped with an inquiry into his name and business and at last with great difficulty he made himself known to his younger brother whom he had left a mere child and now wrinkled with age so extraordinary an adventure made a great noise throughout the country and epimenides was universally regarded as one peculiarly favored by the deities those who are not willing to lend their credence to this long sleep of epimenides endeavor to explain it by imagining that he passed these fifty-seven years in privately exploring foreign countries and applying himself to the study of botany megacles having cruelly massacred even at the very altars all such citizens as had adhered to the interests of solon the athenians were seized with a terror which augmented every day in addition to the affliction of the plague which was at that time depopulating the country a belief was entertained that the city was infested with evil spirits 
soothsayers were consulted and they pretended to discover by their divinations that the city was in a state of pollution owing to certain abominations which had been committed in it the citizens hearing this resolved to furnish nicias with a vessel to take him to crete in order to bring away epimenides whose reputation was now blazoned throughout greece as soon as epimenides arrived at athens he took a number of sheep of which some were black and others white and led them to the areopagus where he left them to wander as they would he appointed persons to follow them and instructed those whom he selected whenever one of the sheep should lie down to sacrifice it on the same spot in honour of some one of the deities several altars dedicated to gods whose names were not known were to be seen around athens in the time of diogenes laertius by whom they are described and which probably owed their origin to the events we are now relating the directions of epimenides were punctually attended to the plague ceased almost instantaneously and the repose of the citizens was no longer disturbed by phantoms on his arrival at athens epimenides contracted an intimate friendship with solon and contributed greatly to the establishment of his laws he convinced the people of the folly of the barbarous ceremonies which were practised at that time by the women at funerals he accustomed the athenians by degrees to habits of prayer and sacrifice and inclined their minds by these means to the practice of equity and to obedience to the civil power one day attentively considering the port of municia he exclaimed to those around him the future is hidden in thick clouds of darkness from the eyes of men alas could the athenians foresee the calamities which this harbour is destined to bring upon their country they would dismantle it even if they broke the stones in pieces with their teeth after remaining some time at athens epimenides began to make preparations for his return the athenians fitted out a vessel for him and presented him with a talent of gold for his trouble epimenides thanked them warmly for the kindness of their intention but would not accept of their money contenting himself with asking their friendship and establishing a close alliance between the athenians and the inhabitants of gnosis before he left athens he built a beautiful temple in that city and consecrated it to the furies epimenides endeavoured to persuade the people that he was aeacus and that he frequently revisited the earth no one ever saw him eat it was said that he was fed by the nymphs who brought him manna which he kept in a bullock's hoof and that his manna was converted into the substance of his body without any portion of it being lost by excrement he predicted to the athenians the severe bondage in which they would be held by the arcadians it is related that one day whilst he was building a temple which he meant to consecrate to the nymphs a voice from heaven was heard to say o epimenides dedicate this temple not to the nymphs but to jupiter himself as soon as he heard that solon had withdrawn himself from athens he sent him the following letter to console him and to endeavour to draw him to the island of crete be of good courage my dear friend had pisistratus brought under his yoke a people accustomed to servitude 
or who had never lived under the influence of wholesome laws then his power might have endured for a length of time but he has to deal with free men who are also men of courage they will not long lose sight of the precepts of solon they will learn to blush on beholding themselves in chains and will not suffer a tyrant to retain them in bondage even should pisistratus keep his authority the whole of his life he could never bequeath it to his children for it is an impossibility that men accustomed to live in a free state and under the regulation of mild and impartial laws can ever reconcile themselves to the prospect of perpetual slavery as to yourself i entreat you not to waste your life in wandering from place to place come with all speed to crete where you will find no tyrants to torment you for i greatly fear that should you by any accident fall in with the partisans of pisistratus a thing no way unlikely to happen you would not receive any very courteous treatment at their hands epimenides passed the whole of his life in employments connected with religion he loved poetry and composed many works of verse among others he wrote a poem on the origin of the curites and corabantes and another on the expedition to colchis he also composed a treatise in poem on sacrifices and on the cretan republic and another work which had for its subject minos and radamanthus epimenides died at the age of one hundred and fifty-seven or as some maintain at two hundred and ninety-eight years his life was a succession of wonders and it is on that account perhaps that it has been related of him that he kept awake as many days as he had slept years the inhabitants of crete offered sacrifices to him as a god and in the language in general use he was styled the curites the lacedaemonians preserved his body with great care in obedience to an ancient oracle which admonished them to do so End of section eleven